The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Monday morning. Welcome in to another week of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this wonderful, dreary Monday morning. You know Mondays are bad enough. But when you come outside, you know it's going to rain all day and it just looks bad. It's like, my goodness, do I really have to do this? Yes. Yes, you do. Mm, do we, though? We don't have to do anything, right? We do have to do it. We have to do it for our for our fans. <laughs> do it for the fans. For the constituents. For the, yeah. for the people. The people. We do it for the people. We do this for you. We get up. Mo isn't a morning person, but he gets up every night. He comes in here. And, <laughs> he comes in here and hangs out with with, with us. Uh, just to well make, documented. Just to make sure that that you <laughs> you guys are taken care of in uh, the Southern Middle Tennessee sports world. It was it was a good weekend, but uh, how how was everything for you guys? Man, yesterday was a much needed day of recovery. Yeah, it it was. I I had some um, some intentions of catching up <laughs> <laughs> on some things, and um, I will know. tell you what my eighth grade science teacher told me once when I explained why I didn't get my homework done. Yeah, and. Uh, my response was, I meant to do it, but yeah. <laughs> Mr. Patton, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Whoa. So, wow. Yes, you dropped that on me. Mm. As an eighth, eighth, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. As an eighth grader. It, yeah, it, it apparently stuck, stuck with, you. with you. Oh, without question, it did. But, um, you know, I'm not sure she could have gotten away with that in the classroom in 2021. <laughs> but in 1978, seven, yeah. I guess maybe it was okay. I, I did do a little bit of uh, deck cleaning, if you will. Transitioned out of our winter deck, which has just our our table. Uh, brought out some some new uh, wicker deck furniture and um, nice. set that up. And we have a uh, a new gazebo coming in the next few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. Hadn't had uh, a top on that thing in in a couple of years, so we got a. Got a new one coming. What so, happened to the top of the gazebo? It was, well, it was five years old, six years old, and um, we went through two of them. They were soft tops. Oh. And, you know, just wear and tear of weather, and they start to rip, and then you get a new one and wear and tear, and it starts to rip. And the last two years, we were like, you know what, it's, you know, for 150 bucks to get another one. And, and the process of getting those things stretched out and actually back on, it's uh it's a nightmare. So you really got to like like prepare those things. You got to keep them kind yeah. of prepped. They they say 
that you really, when it rains, you need to take it off. There's no way you can take that thing off and on. It's not designed for multiple. Can you offs and ons? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> can you bring it down and maybe cover it with a tarp? It's not one of those collapsible. No, well, then they, yeah. I got nothing. For so, you. so the new one we're getting has a metal roof. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I guess I was thinking more of the like more permanent gazebos. Yeah. yeah, the wooden ones and and the wood roof and that kind of thing. When you said eventually we're going to get there. Eventually we're going to. Uh, completely redo the deck and we want to we want to get a roof maybe screen in part of it but um you know baby steps baby steps my, my mom is doing that right now at her house and uh let's just say that they are using um repurposed uh decking boards and wood from a a house that um my stepdad is tearing down so just got all the wood out of that. They said you can tear it down. Or you can keep the wood if you tear the if you tear it down. Well, that saved them about three grand in building a deck. So it was worth it. Hey, wood's wood, and it works and it looks good too. So proud of them. Got that sliding glass door out of the dining room right to the outside. It's like a whole big old living space. <laughs> I love outdoor uh, living. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So. It was a good weekend, Mo. You got a chance to uh, do some interesting stuff over the weekend. Um, you um, got a chance to meet Buddy, Brittany, Buddy, Brittany, and the equipment manager down at East Mississippi Community College. But I'm not. I'm not sure. I I am really a fan of you. You know, calling me out like this that I'm. Finally, getting caught up with the rest of civilized America, but um, you know, I I hadn't. In case you hadn't figured it out, I've been a little busy the last five well, years or so. I understand, but um, and we didn't have streaming television until maybe a year or so ago, so I didn't have a whole lot of access to Netflix, but um. Finally did so over the weekend and was able to um, get started on Last Chance U. So, yeah, it's um, it's an experience. I binged the first season and got into the second season before I finally had to um, be productive and get away from the TV yesterday. It's It's intriguing. I'll definitely get caught up and get through the the East Mississippi um, aspect of it, and then probably transition into Independence, Kansas. Sarah said to tell you that if she could watch season three of Last Chance, you no reason you can't. If she was intrigued, you definitely will be. Oh, I, I'm, I, <laughs> because she doesn't care anything about sports, but the drama in it is totally worth it. You know what? What's interesting is I didn't realize until. You know, midway through the second season, that Isaiah Wright kid is from Knoxville. Yep. Played at Knoxville Fulton. And. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just not go there. We we won't go there. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if some of what happened with the with the concussion situation and that kind of thing kind of led to. You never know. What happened after. Yeah. Google Isaiah Wright. 
Or don't. Or, or don't. It's up to you. Yeah. We have a great show for you guys today. Like, a huge show. Obviously, in the second hour, we will talk to Chip Walters. We always do that, and I'm sure he will be excited to talk about the MTSU women and what their future holds here shortly. And, of course, we'll talk about, uh, which tonight, I guess they'll find out their fate. Yeah, the women's row is tonight. Obviously, the men's was yesterday, and we'll... I'd, I'd imagine we'll talk a little bit about that at some point as well. Maybe to talk some baseball too. They they surprisingly got to get that Valparaiso uh, series, series in all four games. Yeah. So, well, well, I mean, when we were over there Saturday, it wasn't raining, and they right. were supposed to play too on Saturday. So it didn't rain yesterday. That I at least not here. not not in Franklin, not in Bellevue. Maybe in Middle Not in Lawrenceburg, but maybe in Murfreesboro. I, I doubt it. So, so we'll talk to Chip about uh, that and his trip back from Texas and see how how his uh, flight back was. D1. <laughs> yeah, I like the way he kind of um, reminded us last week that they were only taking the bus to the airport. They weren't taking the bus to Texas. I've taken a bus to Texas and back from Texas. 16 hours from San Antonio to Birmingham, Alabama. It's not easy to do. I can't imagine. Uh, We'll talk about, in the second hour, of course, the NCAA tournament bracket. And uh, let you guys know, we have an an ESPN bracket challenge uh, with a chance to win some free queso. (laughs) About 20 orders of it, if you want. To go with the Tostitos, huh? (laughs) All the Tostitos and the free queso. Yeah, uh, so we'll tell you about that in the second hour. And, of course, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the Major League Baseball has implemented some rule changes throughout minor leagues this year that uh, are certainly interesting. So we'll get to all that in the second hour. In the last uh, two segments of this, we'll talk about the state championship game from Saturday. We'll recap that. Uh, kind of what we saw, and uh, some news out of Kalioka and their basketball coach, their their, their girls' basketball coach, uh, some news there. So we'll talk about all of that and more uh, on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Before we take our first break of the day, it's time to give you the Monday Rundown. This is the Rundown. In Saturday's girls' state basketball tournament action, in the Class A semi, uh, Class A championship, it was Loretto forty nine, Summertown forty one, Macon County won the Class AA state finals fifty one forty over Granger, and in Class AAA, Blackman defeated Lebanon sixty four fifty six, giving the Mid State a sweep of the Division One state basketball championships. Congratulations to all those teams. In um, junior college basketball on Saturday, it was the Dyersburg State women defeating Columbia State 68-58. C-State men won their 10th straight game defeating Dyersburg State 83-55. More on that on sm-tnsports.com. In softball action Saturday, Jackson State and Columbia State split. Jackson State taking the first game 8-7 and Columbia State Getting the nightcap 11-10 in baseball. It was Jackson State in game 1-15, Columbia State 12. And in game 2, that was called due to lack of sunlight in the 7th inning, Jackson State a 5-2 winner. 
Today's baseball schedule at the high school level as spring sports open across Tennessee. Coffee County visits Columbia Central in a District 8 AAA contest beginning at 4 o'clock. In Division 2, District 3A action, Columbia Academy travels to Providence Christian for a 5 o'clock game. Cornersville is at Santa Fe at 5. Also, Summertown hosts Eagleville at 5. Another couple of 5 o'clock ball games. Lewis County is at Hampshire. That's actually swapped. It's Hampshire at Lewis County. I was going to tell you that. Just just saw it on Twitter a minute ago. Hampshire is at Lewis County. They just switched it like today. <laughs> so there you go. Hampshire at Lewis County at 5 o'clock. Breaking news. <laughs> Richland travels to Marshall County for a 5 o'clock game. At 6 p.m., Summit will travel to Lebanon. And Loretta will host the Tennessee Monarchs at 6.30. Spring Hill hosts Giles County. And Lawrence County hosts Lincoln County at 6.30. And at 7 p.m. over in Waverly, Mount Pleasant will take on Huntingdon in baseball action. In softball action today, Independence plays at Columbia Central at 5 o'clock. Mount Pleasant travels to Wayne County for a 5 o'clock game. Santa Fe will be at Community also at 5, and Columbia Academies travels to Dixon County at 5.30. Also at 5.30, Loretto hosts Giles County, and uh, that's going to be hard for Giles County to play two games at one time. Mm. Um, Spring Hill is at Zion Christian at 6 p.m. Either Loretta will host Giles County at 5.30, or Lawrence County will travel to Giles County at 5.30. One or the other. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah, we'll let you know a little bit later on that one because now I, none of these may matter if today's forecast holds up. Yeah, make sure to check the forecast before you go. Tickets will probably be sold on GoFan for just about everybody. I know they will in Murray County, so there you have it. That is your Monday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. All right, we'll be right back on the show as we recap the state championship game for Saturday, Loretto and Summertown. Uh, that was a great one and a lot of fun. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Really excited to get into this next segment. But before we do that, make sure to check out sm-tnsports.com for all 
the up-to-date local sports coverage in and around Murray County in Southern Middle Tennessee. We are working hard to make sure you have the best, most current, and most comprehensive comprehensive coverage of local sports in the area. And we are happy and proud to do it. Thank you guys for reading. Over the weekend, we had the two biggest uh, days in site history. Um, as we are halfway through the month of March, we are now looking at the second most views in a single month that we've had in the history of this website. As James Earl Jones said in Field of Dreams, if you post it, they will read. And they certainly have. Uh, so you guys have been a, let's just say a shot in the arm for for us. Because, you know, when you when you write and you put time and effort into something and maybe it doesn't get the the shares and the views and the comments that you really uh, expect or hope to get, it can be deflating. <laughs> but when you put a lot of effort into coverage of local sports, uh, high school, and uh, Columbia State, you know, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> like it says, uh, high school sports and beyond, um, you guys coming through as – as readers and commenters and uh, supporters, and supporters, yeah, 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 it's it's huge. It it is huge, and it's nice to get. It's nice to get feedback because it lets you know that folks are paying attention. It's even nicer to get positive feedback but we'll because take we anything. do have egos. But <laughs> but um, you know, any publicity is good publicity. I don't know. I mean, um, it's just nice to know that folks are looking at what we're doing. And that certainly seems to be the case if the last few days is any indication. Well, good positive feedback. We just got some on Facebook. Jay Chapman, y'all do a great job. Oh, well, there thank you Thanks, Jay. Jay. Showing it up there on cue. Thank you, Jay. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> Cash it quick. <laughs> and if... And if, and if, you know, looking into the other studio and seeing T. Willie's face isn't enough for us... The appreciation that he shows us by bringing us ah. peanut butter cookies. Ah. Here, here. Uh, okay, he didn't bring us the peanut butter cookies. He just they, brought peanut butter left, cookies, and they were, they were here. Left they were left in here, well, though. I was yeah. going to ask if there was a note in the peanut butter cookies saying, um, you owe me wings or, or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We, we did have a good weekend, and it was a lot of fun getting to uh, – last week was awesome. Being over at Murphy Center. A couple uh, of glitches. Yeah. Yeah. One Just in particular. One, one really big one. Yeah, but, uh, but that's okay. I mean, it, it, it's <coughs> getting to do the Saturday show was really fun. Uh, just a chance to to uh, kind of focus in on those two teams, Loretto and Summertown, and really give them their just due for making their second state championship appearance this year for those schools in Girls athletics, um, well, technically third for Summertown because they won the golf. But right. 
but they were taking taking on uh, one another for another state championship they as they did in volleyball and basketball over the weekend uh, it was well let's just say that JP and I had had a feeling and that feeling was that with all of the circumstances surrounding the game as far as the tournament went the draw the the injuries that Summertown had had sustained, it just felt like Loretto had the upper hand. You're going to tell me that you saw Katie Burdett picking up her fifth foul with six minutes to play? No. Okay. But I, I certainly thought that she might be tired in the fourth quarter or just because, I mean, they had a tougher road. JP had a feeling. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Um yeah, that's what happens when you get to push the buttons. <laughs> and and sometimes, you know, that fatigue will result in. Yeah, you don't necessarily fouls. know how it's going to manifest itself. I mean, you know. I mean, bottom line is you guys predicted Loretto was going to win. They won. I didn't. Well, you know, that, so and understandably let, let, let's get this so. out of the way. <laughs> understandably, no. What what I'm saying, and I, I wasn't going back to the prediction, but the reason I said that is because there just there was kind of that that underlying feeling for a lot of folks, even in the Summertown community. There there are some folks who won't tell you out loud. <laughs> there were some folks who won't tell you out loud, but but a lot of folks were really worried about that game on Saturday. Well, they should have been worried about that game. I mean, I. Obviously now, but even going into it, I mean, you know, that old cliche, it's tough to beat a good time, a good team three times, or it's even tougher to beat a good team four times. And I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody in the Summertown community thought this was a lock. So, you know, and if those guys are playing tiddlywinks, it's going to be a toss up, <laughs> you know, literally. They, they, and and I, I have to think that, the stakes were raised because of who it was. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it wasn't just a state championship for either of those teams. It was Loretto versus Summertown with a state championship on the line this time. Yeah. And it means something every time. This one just happened to have gold and silver balls Yeah, they, they they never play just to play. Now, I don't want to make excuses for Summertown. And I'm not here to provide excuses. What I'm here to do is present the facts as they are. Mm -hmm. And you cannot overlook the fact that Katie Burdett suffered a high ankle sprain two weeks ago. You can't overlook the fact that Jenna Brazier certainly had bruised ribs and after taking a charge in that semifinal game may have cracked ribs cracked ribs um and then played on cracked ribs the rest of the, in the fourth quarter Friday before coming in and playing a lot on Saturday you can't overlook the fact that Haley Jones still coming off an, an ACL injury just over a year ago no 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 Kaylee Campbell. Kaylee Campbell. I'm sorry. Yeah. Haley Jones had, had a wrist situation going on that she was wearing a brace. Um, Ansley Burleson had an MRI on a knee a couple of weeks ago, you know, played sparingly over the course of this tournament. She's 
she's the best three-point shooter on a team full of three-point shooters, but and they only managed two on Saturday. I so, think they only had two in each game, didn't they? They, they may have had that, four that, in the first game. Yeah. But they had two in the semifinals, two in the finals. That's not that's not typical for – and that's what Katie Embry said after the game was, look, we just didn't shoot the ball well enough. We, we played good enough defense. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that Katie Burdett got two very questionable fouls called against her uh, in the second half – giving her five with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. She picked up her fifth foul. 551. Yeah. yeah. And it was – at that time, Loretto had taken the lead. At they were, one they point. Went, they, were, they were up one point. Mm-hmm. The foul sent someone to the line for two free throws. I think it was Autumn Buttram. Hit them both. Make it a 36-33 game, and they went from there, basically. Well, it was 29-25 when Katie got her fourth foul. Mm-hmm. And that was really where things started to change because Katie couldn't play the way that she plays. Mm-hmm. And despite trying to pull back, she still got a ticky-tack fifth foul, and the rest is history. Um <laughs> I just, I just feel like that the. Now we we have to also mention that. Um, Kenzie Weathers. She got a scare early, for one thing. I don't know if that's where you were going or not, but when she banged knees with somebody on with an on Katie an Campbell. already injured or Katie knee. Burdett, I mean, mm-hmm. with an already injured knee. She also had an injured knee. So and she had been playing. Of course, she didn't have to play as much in the second halves of her games in the first two, so that could have potentially had something to do with. And and again, it's not making excuses. Certainly not to take anything away from the state champion Lady Mustangs, but when you look at that tournament bracket at the beginning and you see four region runner-ups up there in the top half of the bracket, and you see four region champions and three of the top four teams in the final Associated Press top ten poll in the bottom half of the bracket. And one of these things is not like the other. And one of and the other team who wasn't in the top four beat the number one team to get to the semifinals. So that that just goes to show and as we saw, not all region runner ups are built the same either because Loretto was certainly uh, head and shoulders above everybody else in that tournament. Uh, yeah, well, he turned your mic off, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I, he was all Turn his mic off. You're back. <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, and and that kind of leads me into Chad Hall's question. Which is? How many people feel like the TWSWA basketball playoff system is really flawed? Congrats, Loretto, but how many chances should a team get to lose and continue a playoff run? It is flawed. And we, we talked about one, this. One, Chad, one. That, that's how many times they should get to lose. <laughs> we, we talked about this on the way over Saturday morning, I think. We were, we were kind of hoping to get Bernard Childress on, on our Facebook Live on Saturday morning <laughs> yeah. so that we could tell him that we were plotting an overthrow because if we were TSSAA czars, the top three teams would advance out of the district. 
to start with. That makes both the district championship game mean something because the number one would get a bye in the region and the district consolation game means something because the number four team stays home. And after that, I propose no more losses. That's it. Once you get to the region, you lose your done. You lose your done. There's no reason that a team who who could finish fourth in their district could, could win a state make, championship. Could, could win a state championship. Could win a state championship. Losing three times. Losing your region you semi could, uh, your district semifinals. Yep. Your, your district, district consolation game. Your region championship wow. game. And that's the yeah, last one. That's three. Yeah. yeah you can three. lose three you times. You can lose three times. There's no reason for that. Yeah. I mean, we, we're a we're a nation of second chances. We shouldn't be a nation of third chances. Or fourth. We are right. And that is a fourth chance. You there get you go. four chances. Yes, uh, Chad, we agree completely. Uh I think after the you know, if if once you make it to the region, that's it. It's winner go home from there. For me. Um but that's also now that would get rid of the sectional game, then, right? It would. You would just take your eight region champs to the state, or you completely change it and, and just take keep four. the sectional, and then have a final four at the state. Just take four to the state, and then join the, the both the girls and the boys in one <clears throat> one fantastic week. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? And <laughs> and with four classes now, yeah, that hey, makes it a that little may be coming. Yep, because I don't know. I mean, come on. You're you're stretched out with eight even teams. If, even as if it you is. don't, yeah. even if you don't take the boys with them, uh, with four classes, you're going to have That's sixteen true. teams there. Yeah, on Wednesday. Well, they're not all going to play Wednesday. But I, I mean, Wednesday and yeah. Thursday, you're going to yeah. have sixteen teams there potentially, and it it could be it could change it from to Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. instead of Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Friday Saturday. Which Murfreesboro may not like because <laughs> they were, they get a little extra hotel income right. from those eight teams. It, it but, will be interesting to see what the state tournament looks like with four classes. So it will be. I, I'm curious. Well, let's just think about that right now with the eight teams. You add a whole nother. What, um, what is that? Another. It's another eight teams. I don't think you're going to have eight teams come to the state. I mean, you'd, you'd or, have to start or, another day. You'd have to start I, on Tuesday, right? Yeah. You know, I don't remember, though. Um, it's been so long ago, and so much has taken place since then. They, You know, um, that might have been a discussion as they were expanding to four classes. Are we going to take four, uh, eight to state? And, you know, I, I just in don't a remember. Year, in a uh, year like this, it wouldn't work. In a typical year, you could do it because you could start at you could start at ten, and you just don't have sessions. Like you would just have to you'd, you'd have, have to play, play straight through. through. You'd have to play straight through. Yeah, the first day mm-hmm. or the first two days. Now the second now now Friday and Saturday you could have sessions if you wanted to. You could have one and two, but yes, that's interesting. I don't know. 
Chad agrees with uh, one loss. It helps me as a coach, but it's really ridiculous. And uh, we punish teams for trying to make their paths easier, losing intentionally in the system uh, they created. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, speaking of Riverdale. And, and, and so, so many that you never heard of. Oh, um, yeah, there are plenty. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Ooh, Jay, no, we are not going to six classes. Stop. <laughs> what? Alabama has seven classes, and we ain't doing that either. No. there. Are, Alabama has more schools, which creates the need for six How many seven schools classes. does Alabama have? A, a, a bunch. No, I mean, seriously, how like, many? Um, because, I mean, Tennessee has... Right at 400, I think. Uh, let me go look. Do. Um, but there are more because there are a lot of city school systems in Alabama that we don't have here. So there's that. But also Alabama does um, area. So you only have four teams in your basketball district, two of which move on. And that's the only time you can lose. After that, it's over. You can lose your area tournament, and that's it. You go to the the sub-state, which is pre-region tournament in Alabama. Mm -hmm. You lose that, you're out. You win, you go to region, which is hosted at one of the four sites, Jacksonville State, uh, Garrett Coliseum, the O-Dome at at Alabama State, and uh, uh, Wallace State in Hansville. You go to those four sites for the Sweet 16. You win, you go to the Elite Eight. And after that, you move on to the state finals in Birmingham uh, with just four teams. But you have, again, seven classes. So hmm. I, I don't know how many teams there are in Alabama, but there, there, there are a bunch. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's something that we should have access to. I, we probably do. But uh, anyway. Oh. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll talk more about it because as the four classes continue and, and, and we get deeper into, and we'll probably talk about it as uh, Richland takes on state tournament uh, this week. Yeah, they, they face North Green in the lid lifter on Wednesday, 10 o'clock. Alabama has 718 schools. Good Lord. There's a bunch. That's a lot more, of schools. That's more. <laughs> uh, nearly double. That's, that's almost double. Yeah, I mean, and that's – Which is why they can have – Double the classes. <laughs> I had no idea they had that many schools. Why do they have so many schools? City schools. City school systems, man. And I'll just let you <laughs> ponder why there are so many city school systems, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> you can you, you can you can just, you know, think about that. Light bulb. <laughs> Yeah, All right. Got it. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you uh, the latest as far as Murray County coaches go. There is one fewer in the county, and we'll figure out who who may be on the, uh, the trip to Murray County. We'll be right back after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. 
Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Uh, Chris Yamo, Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this Monday edition of the show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, sm-tnsports.com. Follow us on Twitter, at sm underscore Sports. Interact with us on Facebook. We are on Facebook Live right now, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, or you can go to our website, and you can see it right there on the website, sm-tnsports.com. It's uh, it's certainly a lot to, to think about when you're talking about these new classifications and what it all means for state tournaments in every sport outside of football. I mean, it's it's certainly going to be different next year. So we will continue talking about that as. Uh, certainly, once we get to the summer and we get some ideas of, you know, how things are going to look. We can probably talk about it some here in this next segment as we transition into a third area school that's going through a fourth coaching search. Yeah. Because I would think that whoever's looking at the um, Kalioka situation, where they're going to be and who they're going to play and that type thing will figure into the decision-making process. Hear me out. Mm -hmm. Joshua Bug for Kalioka. He's – please don't take this the wrong way, Kalioka folks. But single-A and triple-A, completely different ball games. He's a triple-A level coach, clearly. I mean, what he did at Columbia Central is obvious. But could you imagine what he could do with the level of talent they have over in Kalioka? That's a fascinating name, and it's fascinating for a couple of reasons. Um, as I was talking to someone over the weekend, and, and you know, first of all, um, we had an article that's on the website, sm-tnsports.com, that, Derek Atkinson has resigned after nine seasons as girls basketball coach at Kalioka. Um, has a son, Macon, who just who is an eighth grader at Santa Fe, got called up and played some on the varsity team this year. And speaking as a parent, there's nothing like knowing that your child is playing and you're not there to watch. That being said, there were several times I was at a Santa Fe game that Derek – Came, he, skid, came skidding in. He, yeah, he, he would get there about midway through the first quarter. Uh, That's still four minutes too many if I, you're missing, though, I'm man. Curious, I mean, I, I'm curious if uh, he if he neglected to call some timeouts in the fourth quarter. <laughs> no, I don't think he would do that. Get but, me dude. the Batmobile, you know. <laughs> Shoot, police escort and all that. But um, yeah, again, that that's tough knowing that you're missing. And so, you know, I, I know it was a tough decision for him to make, but but 
kudos to him. Probably the right one. Oh, absolutely. No I mean, you just don't get that time back. But um, so Kalioka's looking for a girls basketball coach. They will be in District 10A next year. And with um, with Mount Pleasant moving up to Double A, that district is comprised of Collinwood, Kalioka, Hampshire, Richland, Santa Fe, and Wayne County. So, mm. um, <laughs> as as Martin used to say, gas up the pacer, Cole. Because <laughs> a lot of travel there for um for the Lady Warriors and for everybody else with the addition of Collinwood and Wayne County in particular. Um, the rest of that district, you know, Cullioca, Hampshire, Richland, Santa Fe, is pretty much as it was, but you're adding two two trips. Yeah. Here's the, the thing is, Wayne County's junior high girls have been pretty good recently. They're middle school. And so you're going into a – the next couple years are going to be really tough in that district when you've got – you're talking about Richland, you're talking about uh, Wayne County. Cullioka should still be in the hunt. Yeah, they've got some nice pieces coming back, starting with – um. Tyler Reichman and, and Macy McKinnon. And those are going to be a couple of building blocks for, for whoever takes that job. And and getting back to your Joshua Bug, it's going to be a challenging hire for Kolioka's administration just because I don't think Derek's He's leaving. So teaching position. So you're you're looking for a coach, but you don't necessarily have a position in the building. For said coach. Now, if Buck stays at Columbia Central as a teacher, I don't know what the chances of that are. But if that were to take place, you know, who knows? So, I mean, he's already in the system. So, right. You don't have to do anything. You're just switching. You're, you're just adding some travel in. I don't think that's going to happen. But Boy, it certainly it. makes for good talk on a sports talk radio show. I think it would be – let's just say this. I, I bet Chad Hall wouldn't want to see it. <laughs> I mean, he, he would welcome the competition, mm -hmm. but it's not – you certainly go, hmm, dad gum. <laughs> they couldn't have got Chris out to coach him. <laughs> All right. Are, are you interested? I mean, you could, you could get it on a non-faculty basis, and trust me. We, I thought we you, weren't doing that anymore. I, I'm <laughs> – Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. No comment. But I mean, you know, if if you don't have a place in the building for him, then you have no choice. What you gonna do? Yeah. So Maybe. you're not you're not gonna shut down the girls' basketball program. No, no. And it's gonna be interesting. It really is. I mean, because I don't I don't know I don't know how they're gonna address that. Like you said, they are trying to I do believe they are trying to get away from non faculty positions, but if you don't have a position, what's your alternative? And we, from what we understand now, we don't know this to be a fact, but the natural person to look mm. at <laughs> is the most obvious is not interested that we uh, it, feedback that we are getting from no one official is that Trisha Reichman, 
who served an, as an assistant to Derek Atkinson and coached the middle school team as well, and, and again, whose daughter is Tyler and has another daughter coming up, I think I understand, does not have interest in the head coaching role because she would be the natural. Uh, I mean, she would be – Number Continuation one. of the program, the uh, way things have, you know. Just. She would be number one with a bullet if she were interested. It sounds as if she's not interested. So. And that's okay. Oh, sure. Hey. Maybe yeah. she just wants to watch her kids. Absolutely. She she does a really good job taking stats, though. I mean, like, really good job. So maybe she I tell you what, those that. kids really react to her well, too. And they, yeah. Every, you got to have that – when when I was at Huntingdon, we our assistant coach was very he was that guy. He was the buddy buddy guy and the one that, that kinda got you going uh when coach was when Coach Duckworth was yelling at you. Good so, cop, bad cop. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you gotta have one of those. I wanna mention real quick before we get to this break that we got coming up. I'm I'm looking at the classifications for next year and, and districts. We mentioned what district ten A will look like. Um and I mentioned travel. As bad as it is for these former 10A teams that are going to have to go to Collinwood and Wayne County. Over in District 11A, Houston County and McEwen will both have to go across the river and play Big Sandy and uh, McKenzie for district games, Mm. which ought to be fun. District 12, and this is interesting. Okay, so you've got Three Class A schools in Wayne County. You've got Collinwood, you've got Wayne County, and you've got Frank Hughes. Um, Frank Hughes goes the other way. Frank Hughes goes the other way. They are now in District 12 with Clarksburg, um, Hollerock, Brewston, Perry County, and West Carroll. Mm. Which I've not been to Wayne County, so I can't really speak to. West the, Carroll? Sheesh. I, I, I've not been to. I, I don't know what the geographics look like. You know, Ronnie Carter used to say we put dots on a map. You know, maybe the dots just dictated that. I don't know. Dots dictate a lot in that, especially in the small classes. Well, they do, but not always. We'll leave that. I said a lot. I didn't say everything. (laughs) You you did say a lot. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for the first hour of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. If you missed any of it, make sure to go back and check it out on the SM-TM Prep Sports Today podcast. When we come back, it's Chip Walters on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline talking MTSU sports. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 